1: Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Rines, and let's get into this episode. This episode's going to be Frontier Gentlemen, original air date. It is September 28th, 1958, and the title is Gold Digger. Hope you enjoy, and again, thanks for listening 18 terms it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win?
2: What's better than free money? How you choose to spend it. Open a CQ checking account and get $250 to spend freely. And that's not all this credit union offers. Do your banking, build credit, and invest in your future. Visit secumd.org today. In the black hills of Dakota Territory, I met a lovesick miner and got bitten by the gold bug.
3: Frontier Gentlemen! Here with an Englishman's account of life and death in the West. As a reporter for the London Times, he writes his colorful and unusual stories. But as a man with a gun, he lives and becomes a part of the violent years in the new territories. In just a moment, we will bring you this latest report from the Frontier Gentlemen. Seven nights a week on CBS Radio, most of these stations present The World Tonight. On The World Tonight, a CBS Newsman broadcast direct from where the news is developing, along with well-detailed eyewitness reports on current events. The World Tonight brings you lively interviews with people in the news. When big things are happening in London, Moscow, Paris, Tokyo, or Rome, they're all within speaking distance on The World Tonight. Now, starring John Daner, this is the story of J.B. Kendall, Frontier Gentleman.
2: The town of Deadwood is built between a canyon wall and a river. As with so many other products of a gold rush, it has attracted the best and the worst of humanity, the enticements being many and varied from opium dens to gambling halls and saloons. Morning and night, the long main street fairly roars. The sound carries many a mile into the black hills to be heard by some half-starved, grizzled prospector down on his luck. I had gone into those same hills in order to write my impressions of gold mining in this area. It was the evening of my second day when I wandered into the camp of two men. Their diggings were in a hillside a few yards from their fire.
0: Evening, mister. Good evening.
4: Any luck? Uh, no. Uh, had you grub?
2: Not yet, I... Well,
4: shake yourself. <laughs> Ain't no fancy fixings. Got us some dough meat and spider dabs. have, that'll do you.
2: It's well, very kind of you, but I don't want it. Heck, to... ain't no
0: trouble. Rest your saddle, mister.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
0: This here, Gut Robber, he's Frank
4: Twist. I'm Charlie
2: Longball. J.B. Kendall.
0: Huh, How do you to know Good.
4: you.
2: Uh, may I contribute to the meal?
4: Sure. Oh, uh, ain't got any sweetening, have you?
2: Yes. Jam...
4: Sugar? Jam! Oh, jam, That'll go just fine on
0: them splatter have, See, we run out of sugar three weeks back. And the belly wash this old woman makes, I've been putting reasons in it to get some taste out
2: of it. <laughs> uh, no. uh, here.
4: Oh, now that's mighty friendly, mister. Sure you can spare it. Oh, yes. Say, where have you been prospecting, J.B.?
2: To tell you the truth, I haven't. I'm a writer. just moving around... Looking for something to write about? That's so. You hear that, Frank?
4: Yeah, ain't that something?
2: You ain't looking for gold at all? If I found some, I wouldn't mind in the least. No, I'm not particularly searching for it. I admire that. I surely do. What about you fellows?
4: Ain't running more than ten dollars a ton right now. We figured to give it a couple more days and then move on. Of
0: course, ten ain't bad, but there's fellows cleaning up better than fifty a ton hereabouts. Don't uh, don't pay to waste time on hungry ore. Mm. You both miners? Well, Frank is real old gristle heel. Ain't that right, Frank?
4: I allows it so.
0: Me, <laughs> I was a cow puncher driving cows up to Cheyenne from Fort Worth. Heard about the gold. Come on over. Well, yeah, I see that was uh, a couple years back. Met up with Frank. We got to be partners. Ain't that so, Frank?
4: Yeah. And Mister, you ain't never seen such a greener in all your born days. First time he went to panning, I'd like to die. Oh? <laughs> the young fool finds himself a piece of pyrite pie, as big as your fist and mm. thinks it's real gold. Gold, oh, well, he darn near drowned himself. You know, I pumped a gallon of water out of him. That's <laughs> fact. <laughs> oh, he learned better than after that, I tell you. <laughs> oh, I
0: did. Sure as your foot.
4: <clears throat> hey, uh, how long since you was down to Deadwood, mister? Two days ago. Two days? Hey, mm-hmm. uh,. <clears throat> You uh, ever go to the Green Front down there?
2: The Green Front? Yeah. Mm, I don't think so, no. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Frankie's got a girl at the Green Front.
0: Him and a hundred other, the boys.
4: Now you hobble that lippy yourn, Charlie. When I say i got a girl, that's what I say. Mary's the sweetest little long haired partner a man could ever hope to have. And don't you forget <laughs> it. Now you're getting my back up, Charlie Longball. <laughs> Meaningful, Frank. Ain't nothing funny about me and Mary. I ain't to get hitched up with her one of these days as soon as I make a strike. All
0: right, Frank. Ain't nobody saying otherwise. Yeah.
4: Well, it better be. Well, I'm going to take some water in the creek. You watch that meat, Charlie. So she won't burn. Sure,
2: Frank, you're, sure. You're...
0: Yeah, I, I should ought to know better by now.
2: I gather that Mary is rather a to touchy subject.
0: J.B., hmm. if you never seen a man with a love colic, you have now. <laughs> At Frank, I swear when he gets into Deadwood, he's courting that gal like she was the finest lady in the whole territory. Buying her candies, all kind of fripperies, I swear. It ain't I got nothing against a gal. She ain't no worse than most but I sure do hate to see a man old enough to be her father, which, if you ask me, she never even knew. I sure do hate to see it. Uh, hate to see him? Yeah, him making cow eyes and playing the fool over that painted cat. Why, well, she don't give no more than spit for him. It ires me good, I tell you. Oh, well, it's hard to tell a man in love that he's making a fool of himself. Now, that's a mouthful of truth, J.B. You know all she wants out of old Charlie. You know it's his money. If he ever gets any, she'll turn him high inside, too, before she's through with him. He won't have a tail feather left. How old is he? Frank? Oh, 60, maybe. He never said. That's the trouble. Old Wrinklehorn thinks he's still a yearling.
2: Doesn't he know that she doesn't care about him? Sure, he don't see
0: nothing. She gives him one of them big-eyed
2: skid grease smiles, he's a goner. Well, I'm afraid there's not much you can do about it, you take my
4: advice, Charlie. Charlie, you'll just... Charlie! What? Charlie! What? What's the matter? Charlie, see you, boy. Take a look. <laughs> take a look, take a look at this oil up there. My balls are yawning. Look.
0: Holy suffering <laughs> Mr.
4: You ever see anything like that? Huh? Where'd you
0: find it, Frank? What?
4: Oh, it's pure. It's like I never seen in my whole days. Pure gold, Charlie, boy. It's pure gold, Frank pure gold. Old... <laughs> Frank, yo. <you're laughs> old hooter, slow down for you bust a gut. Where'd you find it? I- I'll show you. Down this side of the creek. I'll show you. Come on, it's worth millions, Charlie boy. Millions!
3: Right now, your GMC dealer is inviting every truck owner and every truck buyer to make his own value test. Compare what you get with what you pay for when you buy any truck on the market. Then see if you don't agree... A GMC wins on value. That a truck-built GMC gives you more for your money. Here's a sample of a real bargain. Your GMC dealer is ready to offer you a brand-new 1958 GMC truck for stop-and-go delivery work, complete with package delivery body at a price that's less than you'd have paid for this same vehicle a year ago. And here's another bargain. Today's brand new pickup with 22 extra quality features at no extra cost. Priced right down with the lowest. When it comes to trucks, remember GMC, the quality name in trucks, wins any price value showdown. See your GMC dealer now.
2: In the gathering twilight, we stumbled, raced down the slope toward the creek. Then a few yards from the bottom of the hill, Frank Twist stopped, put a shaking hand on an outcropping of rock, and we saw a newly hacked scar.
4: You ain't gonna believe, neither one. You ain't gonna, Frank. Frank, we've struck it. Look at that. Mr. J.B. Kendall, you brung us luck. Big luck. (laughs) Do you know what happened, you know? Oh, I was mad at you. Real mad, Charlie boy. I was passing by this here ledge, and I give the bucket a good swing to help get rid of my froth. The bucket got caught on a crack and pulled loose, a piece of rock come out. But there weren't no rock, Charlie, it was gold. That piece of gold. <laughs> well, it's fabulous. I'd never have believed it if I hadn't Boys, seen Boys, <laughs> we got to celebrate, that's what. Let's get on back to oh, the camp. Wait, wait, wait a
2: minute, Frank. I want to hack me off another piece.
0: Well,
4: go ahead. You too, Kendall, go on. Now, no,
2: now wait. One moment. There's one thing though. Is this yours? I mean, is it part of your claim? Well, sure it is, ain't it, Frank? Hey,
4: well, well, I reckon it
0: is. You reckon? Well, we pasted it off, Frank, up the diggings, don't it come down this far?
4: I don't rightly remember, Charlie, but uh, let's see now, 200 yards south, 300 north, that's on the pack Saddle of Jacksonville, Forty four east, 44 west...
0: Frank, we panned downstream. We never made no claim here.
4: Well, we got to do it right now, right away, Charlie. Quick! Yeah, sure, Frank. Kendall, you give us a hand. We'll cut you in for a share.
2: Oh, I'd be very happy to. As too. soon as we
4: get it staked out, me and Kendall go back to Deadman and register. Now, you stay here to keep an eye out, Charlie. Like you say, Frank, but, but... Suppose
2: somebody
0: else has already staked it.
2: We searched for some mark of ownership. A can of rocks, an old tin can. But in the darkness, we could find nothing. The three of us staked out the area and then started for Deadwood, leaving Charlie, seated at the campfire, a look of grim determination on his face, a shotgun across his knee. It was well past midnight when we arrived in Deadwood to register the claim, but the office was closed and wouldn't open until six in the morning.
4: I sure do hate to let that claim sit like that with only the young feller up there. Well,
2: there's no use worrying about it, Frank. You can't do anything until morning anyway.
4: Well, you're right, J.B. You're darn right. Tell you what, this you and me celebrate. Drinks are on me. Bella Union's just down the way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a long night, but worth it. Because in the morning, we're going to be millionaires. <laughs> <laughs>
2: The Bella Union was probably the most disreputable, lowest den of iniquity in all of Deadwood. Its whiskey was foul, and the beer, sir, I have heard best described by cowpunchers when speaking of shallow pools of water in which cattle had been standing, green, stagnant. The whiskey being the lesser of the evils, I nursed mine along, which is more than I can say for Frank Twist.
4: Another shot of that fine red disturbance, partner. I've got a the dust in my
2: belly. He had consumed three quarters of a bottle and seemed none the worse for it. Oh!
4: Why, to take a downhill
2: drag. <laughs> At about three o'clock, my companion turned a somewhat reddened eye on me, picked off, put his arm on my shoulder, and said,
4: <laughs> "You mean?" <laughs> You're, miserable. You're drunk. I'm sorry. What do you need? What you need is a drink. <laughs> I have one. Thank you. What I need is a drink. <laughs> uh,
2: in your hand, Frank. Mary. What? Mary.
4: Let's go see sweet Mary down to the green front.
2: Well, now, don't you think perhaps we'd better wait until the office opens? Remember? Oh,
4: you got to meet Mary. she, me, me, and she... We're going to do some rotten logging. (laughs) little gal in Deadwood. Marry her in the morning. Come on. We made
2: our way down the street to the Green Front. The saloon was a good deal quieter than the Bella Union, but for an entirely different reason. Several ladies of assorted ages and varying degrees of decay were present, and with them seated drinking at tables, their consorts, Frank Twist dragged me across the room.
4: There she is! Mary! Mary! <laughs> oh, come on, Mary! Yeah. Here, give us a kiss. Boy, Mary! You
5: wicked man! Hey, <laughs> <laughs>
4: mister! Mister, <laughs> you take your slimy hands off of that sweet pure girl. Uh,
2: come on, Frank. You don't want hey. to do
4: You talking to me, you raunchy old son of a gun? You heard? Mary, hold my drink. Sure, honey. Uh, now,
2: now, uh, forgive the intrusion, but my friend is rather drunk. He doesn't mean. What do
4: you to... mean? I don't mean. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Frank, Frank, Frank.
5: Mister, you got a mighty powerful whoop in that fist. You got a feeling you busted Porky Culligan's nose. You sure got a pretty color blood, ain't you? Frank. He gave his head a hit on the table when Porky hit him. He ain't gonna wake up for a while. You sit down and have a drink with me, stranger.
4: No, 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 we don't want no trouble in here, mister.
5: Oh, there ain't no trouble, Horace. you go going take care of the customers. Bring the gentleman here a fresh glass. He wants to buy me a drink. Don't you, honey?
2: Hell, I hadn't thought of it. Hey!
5: Who got this?
2: Now, if, if you don't mind, that belongs to my friend, Mr. Twiss. Holy
4: is that what I think it is? Go. Fool oh, where? In the hills. Sure, in the hills, but where? Let me see. Oh. Richest I've seen since Darby Methwig's strike. Mister, you and him.
5: You and him, partners?
4: Yes.
2: Oh.
5: Oh, Horace, get the gentleman some champagne. He don't want to drink none of that snake poison of yours. Sure. Hey,
4: you back? Come back. Sit
5: down, mister... Honey. Sit down. Let that dear old man lay. Me, I mean, we'll take care of him when he wakes up.
4: Now, I want you to tell me all about yourself. Where'd you say you found the gold?
3: This fall, we're conducting one of the biggest talent searches in our history. We're trying to find the most gifted men available to run the country for us. We're looking for candidates who can guide us through the perilous days ahead with wisdom and candor. How do we find these talented men, who will be our next congressmen, judges, governors, and mayors? Find out just what they believe in. After the eliminations in the primaries, we hold the finals of this great talent search in November. We are the judges, and our decision is final. But to vote, you must register first. Then, in the November elections, vote and pick a winner.
2: Miss, uh, Mary, I never did learn her surname, draped herself around me like an anaconda. Every now and again, she patted my pocket to assure herself, I have no doubt, that the gold nugget was still there. There was nothing subtle about her. She came to the point with a minimum of preliminaries, and was, I think, quite surprised when I declined.
4: You married or something? No. Well, don't
2: you want a wife?
5: Don't you want a flock of kids?
2: Uh, At the moment, the furthest thing from my mind. You like me? I find it devastating.
5: You don't like me.
2: You shatter me.
5: Mr. Twist likes me. He loves me, he told me.
2: Yes, I know. He'd marry me. I suppose he would.
5: I always thought he was a funny old nose painter. Imagine him wanting to marry me.
2: (laughs) It is hard to imagine.
5: Yeah, ain't it? May and December. Of course, the old goat's got a lot of life left in him. But I think you're much nicer.
2: It's kind of you.
5: You don't like me. i have some more champagne.
2: Ah, Thank you.
5: How much you figure that strike of yours is worth?
2: According to Frank, millions.
5: Would you like for me to sit in your lap?
2: No, thank you.
5: What's the matter? Don't you like women?
2: On the contrary, I'm very fond of them.
5: Oh, just me, then, huh? I ain't your kind.
2: Mary, why do you want to marry me?
5: You've got a gold mine, ain't you?
2: Yes. Well? Simple as that?
5: You've got a better reason? I'd take care of you, woman thing. You know, like your socks and all.
4: Yeah, I guess
5: maybe because I've been working in a place like this, I ain't the wife you'd be wanting. That it?
2: If I were in love with you, Mary... It wouldn't matter where you worked.
5: Yeah, I'd like to find a man like you. Settle down. Wouldn't even have to have a million dollars. Just, just enough, you know. No, I think so.
2: Oh, your erstwhile friend is coming too. Huh? The gentleman with the wounded nose.
5: Porky, you better get out of here. For before... what's your name, sweetheart? Kendall. For my fiancée, Mister Kendall. Let some more air out of you.
4: Oh. Hey. Oh. Okay. How come you didn't tell me you had a fiancée?
5: I don't have to tell a hill rat like you nothing.
4: He ain't going to talk like that if my claim turns out rich.
5: Rich? Culligan, you couldn't find enough pay dirt in your whole life to beat what Mr. Kendall's got right there in his pocket.
4: Oh. <clears throat> Say, you you hit it hard? I think so. Well, now, I ain't a man to hold no grudge, Pard. Just you put her there.
2: <laughs> As I reached out my hand, Porky Culligan hit me a beauty, and that was that. But a half an hour later, I woke up, my head pillowed in Mary's lap, an anxious Frank Twist leaning over me, and behind him the rodent-like features of Stote, the green
4: front proprietor. Kendra, you all right, Kendra? Oh, oh
5: sweetheart, I thought you was dead. Oh.
4: Mary So did I What call you got calling him sweetheart?
5: I can call him anything I want
4: uh, Colligan got your gold, mister Took off out of here like he had a burr under his saddle With the gold? Yeah
5: Stole a nugget right out of your pocket I tried to stop
4: him well, No matter none, Kendall There's plenty more where that come from Oh, well
5: uh, Maybe you uh, better lie down for a while, honey Till you uh, feel all right
4: You want to come to my room? No, he don't want to come to your room I'll take care of him. Come on, J.B. better be getting along. We got business. Uh, what about the champagne? You ain't paid for that yet.
2: Oh, oh, oh yes, yes. A
4: hundred dollars. What are you, a road agent? That's the price pay up.
5: Here.
2: Oh. Yeah.
5: Ain't I going to see you again, Kendall?
2: It's
4: doubtful, Mary.
5: How about you, Frank? You coming back when you're done with your business?
4: Well, I ain't so sure no more, Mary. Maybe you ain't exactly the kind of woman I'd want to be raising my kids. How come? I thought you were sweet on me. I was. But you're a fickle female woman. And I aim to do some better with my millions. Come on, let's go, Candle.
2: We left the forlorn miss of the Green Front and walked down the street to the land office. Frank Twist was remarkably sober. We had an hour to wait until six, and then the office opened. The agent took our claim and began to go through his files.
4: You know, I'm mighty glad, mighty glad I found out about that woman, for it was too late, J.B. Oh? Yes, sir. I got you to thank for that. Why, sure. Only thing she was interested in was my money.
2: Yes, I rather gathered that impression myself.
4: A-yowling and a screeching. Mm -hmm. Figured for a while you was dead. Right there with you ain't yet cold. She's asking me to marry her. And then you wake up and she starts calling you sweetheart.
2: Well, we're both to be congratulated, Frank. I'm still alive. You're still single. Yeah. Gee,
4: sure is taking that feller some time to check that plane. That boy? Oh, everything, everything fine, huh? Uh, sure, but not for you it ain't.
0: No, not for us. Unless you made a real big mistake when you staked it out, that claim's already spoke for
4: ain't. It, it, it can't be.
0: I'm sorry, it sure enough is. Yeah, let's see, the name of Culligan, Porky Culligan, he's league legal owner. Yeah, what's the matter, you boys find some gold up there?
2: I went back with Frank Twist to his camp. Then with Charlie Longbow, we walked down to the creek, and looked at the outcropping of gold. Two days later, Culligan found it. And the day after that,
3: he married Mary of the Green Front. Frontier Gentleman was written, produced, and directed by Anthony Ellis and stars John Daner as J.B. Kendall. Featured in the cast were Joseph Kearns, Harry Bartell, Virginia Gregg, Jack Moyles, and Jack Crucian. Join us again next week for another report from The Frontier Gentlemen Bud Sewell speaking